Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to, f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members and get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Eddie Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with Jen Perry, the founder and creator of Gelfeld. Uh, Jen, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Sure, Josh. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So for the listener that's never heard of Gelfeld, how would you best describe uh, your business to them? So you want my elevator pitch. <laughs> exactly. So this is what I usually say. Jelt is an elastic belt made out of 100% recycled plastic bottles with a flat buckle and a grippy inner gel that you can wear hiking, biking, skiing, and with everyday jeans. There's no metal parts, so you can wear it straight through airport security without taking it off. Love it. That was nice and quick. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a time or two. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> so you started in 2014. I'd love to hear um, the origin story. How did this, where did the idea come from? Um, so Jelt is a social enterprise, meaning that I started this company as a way to give back to my community. Um, about, about 10 years ago, I had a ruptured appendix and got sepsis and was in the hospital for a lot of months in and out. And, um, I told myself if I survived that I would do something to give back to my community. And, um, here I am. I survived and I started volunteering at different nonprofits in our town. We live in uh, Bozeman, Montana, and there are more nonprofits per capita here, I think, than anywhere in the world. <laughs> so I had a lot of choices there. Anyway, as I was working there, I could see all the benefits that corporations could have in donating to nonprofits. So I thought about what business could I start? where my profits would go back to these charities that I love. And my- Definitely. So did you have a, a background in um, you know, building businesses or building products before Jelt? Absolutely not. None. Zero. Um, just sort of flying by the seat of my pants, learning as I go. Uh, I basically started four years ago by myself and then have slowly picked up um, experts along the way that believe in the cause of creating a product that gives back and have just had so many wonderful people jump on board, including my vice president, Amanda Schultz, who's an expert in marketing and the numbers and 
Jesse Minalga, who does my PR and social media, and Siri Garrity, who does our inventory management, which is not easy since we sell on so many different platforms. Um, inventory management has become a really big issue. Yeah, I can imagine that. Okay, so going back, your, your upbringing, were you originally from Montana? So I grew up in uh, Southern California and could not wait to get the hell out, even though I had the greatest childhood. <laughs> I just wanted to have, I think, get, get away from my parents and my brother and all that. But I went to school in Colorado at CU Boulder, loved it, uh, and then moved to New York to get a real job um, after a little stint as a ski bum, which I can get into later, uh, and then decided I couldn't handle that and uh, was engaged and convinced my fiance to check out the Rocky Mountains and Bozeman is where we chose. And we've been here for 24 years. It's so funny how that happens. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you, how long were you in New York for? I was only in New York for a year. That's all I could handle. And it wasn't that hard to convince him to move to the Rockies. He's an East coast boy, but he loves fly fishing and skiing and um, it's easy to get the East Coast people uh, to the Rockies. I think it's harder to get people from the West to go to New York. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like every time I'm out West, I find I'm like, hey, where are you from? They're like, oh, back East. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, I feel like that's like the theme. <laughs> no one here is actually <laughs> from here. <laughs> yeah, and Bozeman is a lot of transplants for sure. Um, I think we might be one of the fastest growing towns um, per capita in the United States right now. Um, it's nuts. I can remember certain roads that were dirt roads when I got here that are now like those four lane highways with Costco and, you know, old Chicago's and all that kind of stuff on it. It's just, it's changed so much. Yeah. I also hear Bozeman is great for entrepreneurship. A lot of, a lot of startups in, in the, in the town. Yeah, it it's cool. It's, um, it's a town that attracts a lot of um, interesting characters and we all support each other and buy from each other. And um, Montana is pretty cool that way. That's really awesome. So let's talk about the, the belt specifically. How did you go about uh, prototyping it from that first idea in your mind to what you guys offer now? Yeah, that's funny. I, I got really lucky. I was, I sat on the idea for a long time and then, um, and tried not to like spill my guts of what I was thinking when I was drinking beers and hanging with my friends. I kept it to myself. And then one day my cousin was visiting and I told her about it. And she said, you know, I know this guy in New York who helps people's inventions become reality. Um, and I was like, what is it? George Foreman <laughs> uh, with invent help. And she said, no, it's this guy. And let me introduce you. So she introduced me to Don Hearn. And since then, um, he and I just worked together. I would send him prototypes of what I was talking about, belts, the vintage belts that I would get on eBay and say, well, I like pieces and parts of this, but then I like how ski goggles have the grippy gel and my powder skirt on my jacket. And, um, you know, we just kind of went back and forth. And then I came up with a buckle design that would be super flat and, uh, just piecemealed it. And because it was only me and not a team of people working on it, uh, I think I completed the design and had it made within a year. That's, that's pretty impressive. 
I mean, yeah. I'm sure you went through quite a few different prototypes and iterations. Yeah, there were a few. Very frustrating for him, but but not as many as you would think. You know, you can really get the gist of stuff with um, 3D printing. You know, now that they have that, I love 3D printing. You can really mess around with buckle shapes and designs and um, get it pretty dialed in quickly. I'm working on another design right now with a local guy for a new buckle. And um, it's been really fun. He has the 3D printer right there. And he's, you know, the AutoCAD 3D drawings. And it's just super cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Now, what's something unique that no one knows about you, one of your products, your business that you feel really makes um, gel belts stand out in in the industry? Um, I think we are most unique because we're one of the only companies that uses um, recycled. It's the Repet yarn that's made out of recycled plastic bottles. So our elastic is 100% made out of the Repet yarn. And then nobody else has the gel on the inside that grips your pants. You can wear this belt with or without belt loops. Some people wear it like with their fishing waders because of where we live. Um, other girls are wearing it with like a dress or something too, as like a retro fashion statement. So um, it's, it's a really unique product that way. That's so interesting. And did you have any mentors along this process? You mentioned that you got connected um, someone to help you with manufacturing, but is there anything in particular that really, anyone that's, that really helped you get things rolling? Um, God, I mean, there's so many people that I look up to and respect, but as far as inventors or people that have come up with designs, it's, um, it's just a bunch of different people who come together and I, it, it's one group of people, not one specific person. There's just, there's so many cool inventors here that have different skis or different fishing rods or waders or whatever. And you just, you can't believe all the ideas these people have. And we, it, because we live in a small town, you run into them, you know, at the brewery or whatever. And um, it's, it's a great sort of mentoring partnership situation. How, how big is Bozeman? Bozeman depends on who you ask. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you're, you're we're supposed to be hush hush because you know we we got to close our doors soon. But <laughs> I don't think that. I I think there might be around fifty thousand now in our county or in our Bozeman and surrounding area. Maybe more in the county, but and but fifty thousand in the greater Bozeman town. So it's starting to grow quite a bit. Yeah. And about 14,000 are MSU students, Montana State University. Oh, wow. So it's a nice, vibrant college town. It's a vibrant college town. (laughs) It's a great environment. That's awesome. Okay. So you you talked about um, the fact that the belts are made 100% out of recycled water bottles. How how do you go about figuring that out? Like being like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then obviously making sure that that creates a quality product, right? It's, it is so hard. That might be one of the hardest things that we do is accessing this yarn. So this yarn can only be purchased as far as I know. And as, as far as I've been able to find in China, because China takes our recyclables and melts them down into 
um, a liquid, then it turns into a bead, and then the bead is melted, and it's turned into a yarn. It's it's a very fascinating process. Um, And the only people doing it right now is China, which scares me because you worry about what is our relationship going to be like with China, you know, with our administration and um, tariffs and you you just never know. And uh, we currently in the United States do not make this yarn, which is, it's too bad. That's really interesting. I had no idea. So I have to buy the yarn over there and then bring the raw goods here to have manufactured in Montana. That's interesting. And now I know you also, you work, you kind of have a unique manufacturing process because it is done in Montana. Could you share a little bit about that? Yes. So it's taken, it took me a long time to get this move from China to Montana Um, But I now manufacture in the women's prison in Billings, Montana, as part of a rehabilitation program for them called Montana Correctional Enterprises. And it's run by the state of Montana and the women interview. They are trained and they get paid for their projects and the money they earn goes toward their restitution and child support. So it's pretty amazing program. Yeah, I mean that. That's that, did you did you have that idea to begin with when you started gel, or did it just sort of materialize over time that you realized that this could be a way of doing it? Um, so basically, it, I didn't see any manufacturing here that I could jump into. The only manufacturing that happens here is Sims does some manufacturing for waiters here, and then Westpaw makes some really cool dog beds and toys, but. These guys are big companies that bought factories. So they have all this major equipment and huge buildings and it costs millions of dollars. Um, And I didn't have that at my disposal as just me working alone. But I went to a meeting at the Montana Manufacturing Extension Center, which is part of Montana State University. And at this meeting, the correctional enterprises people showed up and they talked about the benefits of manufacturing both at the men's and women's prisons and how much it helps their self-confidence and helps them to be better citizens when they're released. And I mean, it just pulled up my heartstrings. So I just worked really hard to figure out how to move my manufacturing to the women's prison. And it costs a lot more for me uh, than just having the whole thing made in China, but I, it just feels right. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I completely agree. And I, I think I read somewhere that you said, you know, being an entrepreneur is about supporting and uplifting the people that um, work on your team. And I think that's a good, really good point. Like, cause like when you're in business, it's not just about like making a profit. It's about making a positive change, which clearly gel belts doing in multiple ways. Yeah. Well, the only reason we exist is to give back. So if I'm doing anything that didn't feel good, then why do it? Why even yeah. exist? No, it's, I think that's a great mission. And there are, um, not that many businesses doing that, <laughs> which uh, yeah. is slowly changing, I think. But. I think so, too. I, I feel like it's the wave of the future and the whole B Corp certification. Which yeah, no, I agree completely. Got, which was also not easy, but we were doing it all. So we just needed to fill out the paperwork and prove it. That now, we For the listener that's not aware of what uh, B Corp is, could you explain exactly what that is? Uh, B Corp certification, it's a private entity that, certifies companies that they are a company 
that does good, that exists to to do good and to give back. And they scrutinize every aspect of your company, um, how you treat your employees, how your manufacturing is done, your recycling, your light bulbs, your toilets, your every every aspect of your business is looked at with a fine tooth comb and you have to pass. And you also have to be transparent and always show every aspect of your business to them to be certified. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we work with a handful of, of companies that have been going through that process. And it is, it is, um, it sort of helps you like look at your business from like a 10,000 foot view and be like, oh, <laughs> you know, there's all these different facets that you can sort of overlook when you're, when you're building it and you got your head to, you know, um, to the ground, just trying to grow it. Oh yeah. It's not easy, especially if you're a manufacturer of something. Of course. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> that, way harder. One thing if I was an attorney, you know, and I was <laughs> by myself uh, sitting at a desk. But yeah, when you when they have to scrutinize your manufacturing, that's a whole new ball game. Oh yeah. Now, what what does a normal day look like for for you and your team? Um, I assume you guys are all pretty active. Um, so, what's, what's an average day look like for you guys? <laughs> There's no such thing as normal, Josh. <laughs> Never is. <laughs> Down. It just depends. No, I, I like to do my sports in the morning and get it, get here at about the crack of noon. And then I work till whenever it's done. I just, then I'm, I'm chained to my desk till, I don't know, six ish, seven depends. Um, but I, what's cool about working here is I let people have autonomy and they can come when it works for them, as long as their work is getting done, I want them to be able to, to go get outside or go to their kid's game or take a day off and go do whatever, go to Coachella, like my PR <laughs> director is right now. Um, yeah, you know, it's all about just getting your work done and not letting down the team because we rely on each other. But if you can do that, you can do it from wherever. You can do it from a plane. You can do it from the office. Just whatever works for you. Now, what what has growth been like for Gel Belt since you guys started in 2014? Um, it's it's grown. I think we're at that would be a really good question for Amanda. But I think we're at uh, about a fifteen percent, twenty percent annual growth, um, and we're hoping to make some bigger leaps as we venture into uh, Europe and the UK because we have our patents and trademarks over there and we really see um, an opening for us overseas. Now, have most of your sales come from uh, direct-to-consumer or are you in a lot of retail shops? How did, how did you set that up? Um, our e-commerce is our number one platform we we love selling from our website from jeltbelt.com but we do sell in wholesale stores and we have some awesome flagship stores here in bozeman and jackson um we have a cool store in portland but it's really hard to manage with our small team if when you get into a bunch of small mom and pop shops or you know it's really hard to manage these wholesale accounts it's it's a relationship that you have to maintain and nurture and all that business. And we don't have a, a sales director right now, but that might be in our future. Yeah, no, definitely. So when you got started, um, 
Was there anything in particular that you did that really helped you get things rolling? Did you did you bootstrap the business or did you raise any capital? Like how how did things get rolling in in the start? Um, I bootstrapped. Absolutely. A hundred percent just me draining my savings account. And then I did when I launched my new colors, I did a Kickstarter, which um I could do a whole podcast on Kickstarter. <laughs> in fact, um, some MSU entrepreneur professor asked me to come in and talk to his class about Kickstarter. And I said, great, I'll tell him not to do it. And, I'll <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, never mind. He just wanted me to tell everyone how great it was, and how these platforms can launch your business. But yeah, maybe if you're a software company, but when you make a product, and you have it on Kickstarter, the people who invest want the product. So you end up having to give them the product. You know, it's not just like, oh, putting your name on the credits of your film. It's, it's, it's a totally different ballgame. And the kind of video you need on a Kickstarter, that's not a free video. Yeah, to look cool. And it's, it, yeah, but that's, a, that's for a different podcast, right, Josh? <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> um. So was there anything in particular that you did that really helped uh, helped you catapult the business and start the growth? Um, you know, it's just perseverance. And it's just, I think, um, having resources that I have, but perseverance to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and start to see your business go into the black. And, you know, you it starts with breaking even and then you move forward from there. And um, it's just amazing to see how that happens, but it's not overnight. I mean, maybe for some people, but for me, it's been just work and time and hiring the right people. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's not an easy thing to do to build a business. <laughs> no. And you have to be ready to suck up some loss and, and keep going. And then, It'll it'll happen. It's perseverance. It's a hundred percent perseverance. What would you say has been one of the hardest parts about starting Gel Belt? Um, God, it's that it's when you start to feel like you're not moving forward. You know, you just feel stuck, and you wonder, what am I doing? Why am I even doing this? I should just like throw in the towel now. But then you think about these awesome people that work for you and you think about your customers that are writing you emails and sending in reviews saying how much they love the product. They wear it every day. It's the best belt ever. And and then writing checks to these cool nonprofits and getting to speak at their um, parties or conferences and, and thanking them for what they do and seeing the benefit at the end. It's but it's hard. There's days when you just don't even want to get out of bed or you don't want to get off the ski mountain or you don't want to stop playing tennis or whatever. And you, you just, you want to, you wonder why you did it in the first place. And then, then you'll have an amazing day where you realize why you did it. Oh yeah. I had that feeling this morning. <laughs> I was up in Vermont this weekend and got home at like 1am last night and had to be up at like six and i was like just like oh god i don't want to do this <laughs> oh, oh, man. And, then, and then you got to remember why you're doing it <laughs> yeah. yeah and you have a super cool platform i'm excited for you 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so what would you say are, are one of the biggest mistakes that you've made um, with Yelp Belt so far? I was hoping you were going to ask me that because the list is endless. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> I think I've a few of them along the way. Um, you, you just make a lot of mistakes when you're in this business. You try not to, but there's, you know, you can have flaws in design. You can have manufacturing hiccups. You can have um, good press, bad press, people that don't understand your manufacturing in a prison and take it the wrong way. I, and I sit and I will take, take anyone to coffee or lunch and, and they can just drill me about what I'm doing and I will prove to them and show them how, how great it is what we're doing and how we're trying really hard to be the good guys. But there's a lot of mistakes along the way. Endless. Yeah, and there'll be so many more in the future. <laughs> I probably made some on this podcast. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know what the population of Bozeman is right now. It changes so fast. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, you're, you're, you're so right. Exactly. Um, so what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in the outdoor space or really maybe even like B Corp being such a forward um, progressive business? I think um, I think you have to ask yourself why are you doing this, and and really do some soul searching. Why are you into this business? What do you think it's going to be like? And don't don't kid yourself that it's all fun and games because it's it's a lot of work. But then if if you have all the answers and you still want to do it, then go for it because you could your appendix could rupture tomorrow. So I always have this motto that I tell myself, if not now, then when? So you got to go for it. It's great advice. You don't know when it's going to end. Nope. There's no guarantees. <laughs> exactly. Now, where, where do you see gel belt going in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? Um, well, next year, we're really, as I was mentioning before, really focused on these overseas e-commerce sales. Um, and distribution. So I'm hoping within the next one to five years, we were really a presence overseas, specifically the UK and Europe. Um, and also growing our own platform here, jeltbelt.com platform here. I want to see that um, grow and be discovered as a legitimate brand that people know. So that I think that's huge. And I, I'm working on that. We try, there's so many different ways to do it, but that's, that's a huge goal. Um, as far as 10 years, I don't even think that far ahead, like 10 years, like I could be dead. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know, it is a long time. Yeah. I'm just like, who knows? But if I could build the brand and make it, um, something cool. And I have so many patents and trademarks on, um, taglines and names and whatever that, that maybe, you know, I'll be such a thorn in somebody's side that they either want to make me go away. So they buy me out or they want it, or I'm so awesome that they want to buy me and, and start selling it themselves. That's awesome. So what, what's the best part about, uh, running gel belt? Um, well, 
as I was saying before, the customer reviews and when I run into people on the street and it's a bit awkward because they usually lift up their shirt and they say, Hey Jen, I'm jelting or (laughs) I will be at a party. And, um, somebody will come up to me like, somebody just told me that you're the jelt lady. And I'm like, yeah, no way. That's so cool. And then they'll lift up their shirt and they're wearing one. I mean, that's the best. Or when you're on an airplane and you see somebody putting their putting their luggage in the overhead compartment and their shirt comes up and they have their jelt on and somebody that I've, I have no idea who it is, not my cousin or my grandma or anybody. It's, it's a complete stranger. And I love that. I just get such a kick out of that. Yeah, no, it's so funny. I feel like, um, all the people I've interviewed, so many people always give that response. We're like, wait a minute, this is a legitimate thing. People I don't know <laughs> are buying my product. Yeah. Not even friends of a friend. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. I had, um, I had a friend of mine go out to Colorado ski. I, he was skiing at like Breckenridge or something like that. And he ran into somebody. He was like, Oh, those goggles look really cool. Like, um, what are those? And he's like, Oh, they're this small startup or whatever. And he's just like, Oh, did you like, where did you find them? He's like, Oh, I found them on Ready Yeti. And I was just like, and then he came back and told me, I was like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, so cool. That, that legitimized you, right? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, people follow us. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on here and, and share your story and really all the things that you're doing um, for the community. And then obviously, um, just the gel belt in general, because it's, it's, it's a pretty unique product. You, you have patents, um, you solve a lot of problems that a lot of people are having, you know, with their, with their belts, especially when it comes to travel or their outdoor activities. Um, now for the listener that maybe wants to keep tabs on all the things that you have going on, uh, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, probably just one of our social media outlets, Facebook or Instagram is Jelt Belt for both of them, J-E-L-T-B-E-L-T. And then our website, JeltBelt.com, we have a blog on there and we update it constantly with new products, new photos. Um, just the photos are nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, and the blog is updated. Yeah, we have a great Instagram and Facebook following right now. So that's all Jesse. Nice. And and if you're listening to this, you can check out the show notes and we'll have it all linked up or just Google search gel belt <laughs> and I'm sure you will find it. Um, and if you're also listening between May 1st and May 29th, we're actually going to be giving away a couple gel belts along with a ton of other gear. Um, so you can head over to readyeddy.com for your chance to win that. But Really, with that, Jen, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and all the great things that you guys are doing. Thank you so much, Josh. Really appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.